three, two, one, we're on. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Alex. And Anthony, of course, because where there's a she, there's always a he. And here we are. <laughs> I don't think that that's a fact. What? In where our there's rela- a she, there's always a he. I mean, in our relationship. And this is our podcast. In your instance, so. where there's a he, there's always two she's. God, don't remind me. <laughs> Hopefully not three. Got too much estrogen rolling around. But uh, yeah, guys, welcome back. We appreciate you doubling back on this podcast because this will be our second upload. And hopefully our first this, of 2020. First of 2020, and hopefully this will be one of many this year. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. The year of consistency. 100% right in almost every aspect of our life, not just yep. this podcast. We're doing some crazy things this year. Uh, if you follow us on social media, you saw a slight post earlier about some things that we've got going on this year. It's going to be a good one, and we are fired up about it. Yeah, so stay tuned to see what we got in the works because your girl is ready. 2020? It's been a lot year of planning. Of perfect vision. It's been a lot, yeah. It's been a long time coming. There's definitely been some planning. And now we're really getting after it. So one thing that we're going to do on today's podcast is a Q&A session, which I feel like we may have done on the first one, but not as extensive as this. Uh, Alex had put something up on her Instagram earlier and got some questions from you guys. And then we got some questions a few days back that we're also going to address. So we'll let Alex read them off and we will both give our answers as necessary. One. Okay, number one is, how do you guys manage your relationship as a fit couple, time-wise, because of work, kids, etc.? First off, it's hard, but uh, determination. You know, we know that uh, the gym is something that is very important to both of us, and we're willing to do whatever is necessary, whether that's not being able to go every day or, you know, I totally just drew a blank. (laughs) His work or, you know, because Tony during the season works a long day. So not even that kind of holds us back from making sure that we get our workout in. Yeah, there's, yeah, during my on season per se, I'm leaving at 6 a.m. and getting home at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. And I run in the house, change my clothes and we're straight to the gym for two hours and get back here around 12, take our supplements, get something to eat and go to sleep and we're back at it, and again, you know, Alex is at home with Liliana all day, which is a full-time job plus some, so, you know, we both put a full day's work in and then go to the gym late at night, so it's not always easy, but I think the most important part is knowing where fitness sits on your priority list. I just feel like if you're committed to something and it's something that you want to be great at, then you're going to set aside that time and you're going to make it a priority. Um, we've definitely gone through our share of having to go you know, where I leave and then Tony goes or he goes and then comes back and I go. Um, but we make it work. And Absolutely. Once our baby's here, we'll just continue to do the same. It's just all about fitting it in. <laughs> all it is <laughs> is just adjustments. Can I say something really quick in between these questions? We just recorded a 45-minute podcast. Talk about commitment. Right before this one. And we listened to it back, and the audio was so bad. 
and Alex being the perfectionist that she is and me just really not caring. I was like, I'll just upload it and just explain what happened. And she's like, absolutely not. And, and then Tony, communication. He was like, you know what? If we just knock it out right now, we'll be done. <laughs> so. so this is our second podcast. So by the time this is uploaded, we would have put in about a good two hours worth of podcasting. Very true. For about a 45 minute or however long this podcast goes. So... Hopefully you guys like this and you guys tune in and give us some quality feedback. Next question is, who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? My guy, John Connor McGrath. Oh, did we say who the question was before? I don't think so, but let's just take a moment of silence for my man's name, dude. (laughs) That is such a quality name. He literally, I would, I would befriend him. Dude, if you're listening to this, shoot me a DM, dude. Let's be friends, brother. And before it was D's Buns Guns 611. <laughs> <laughs> well. So go follow her. That was our f- first question. D's Buns Guns. So I guess you're, you got two loaded nines on your backside, huh? I get it. I mean, she's swole in the buns and guns. Swole in the buns and guns, dude. Um, to play me in a movie, me and Tony, you know, we did just record this. And yeah. if you say Hillary Duff, I will kill you. Alex couldn't think of who she would have play her. And for some reason, Hillary Duff came to my mind. Shout out he to He literally was so confident in that answer, though. That was the I thought she was going to like it. But yeah, she gave me a pretty horrifying look. But uh, shout if out to him. could play me, though, you know what, now that I think about it. I would want Cass to play me. Cass Martin? Yeah. What a suck up, dude. Cass, if I'm you're listening to this. <laughs> Cass, come on. Okay, man. if you could think about somebody who like you relate to and you're like our personalities like mesh well, when I have conversations with her, I truly think that she could play me. Okay, quality. Okay. If you guys don't know, Cass Martin is a huge fitness influencer in the fitness industry, and her and Alex are fucking co-chiefs dude they are sisters i love uh, her to death she uh, is legit a big sister to me yeah they'd be fucking it up together shout out to her and her husband hunter that's my guy by the way self-promo here if you guys need some supplements use my code lexstone work ethic supplements and yes that is a paid promotion that is a paid promotion (laughs) um for me alex watches this show uh what's it called we watch this show called gossip girl alex watches this show and i happen to be in the room sometimes and it catches my attention there is a young man by the name of chuck bass i don't know what his actual name is but we are very much alike and i feel like it would be very intriguing to see him play my dramatic upcoming. you know what let me not let me not lie on Tony. He only watches gossip girl with me so that he can say how much him and chuck are alike Valid. And we're off. Next question. Phases a relationship goes through. Phases a relationship goes through. I'm glad that we're doing this one again because I feel like in the first one, this kind of was a great segment. So um, for me, you go through the honeymoon phase. You meet. You're in love. You can't believe her butt's as big as it actually is. Oh, my God. And we're doing this. We're doing this. This is us. This is me. And this is what you say. 100%. Was your butt the first thing that caught my attention? Absolutely not. It was your face. 
And I was like, wow, she's got, I mean, a, she's got a pretty mouth. Was I looking at your muscles? No. I mean, I did have a quite your tight shirt on. And uh, if you didn't catch that, she had a real pretty mouth. And that was one thing that caught me eyes. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you got the honeymoon phase. And then in our instance, you got the phase of moving in together. You got the phase of getting extremely serious. You got the phase of having children. It's just overall growth. You grow with someone. So you go from like living separate lives to kind of just meshing together. Absolutely. You go from knowing somebody about 50% from the time you hang out with them. You know, you don't know what they do behind closed doors. You don't know if they walk around naked. You don't know what they wear when they cook. You don't know where in the house they prefer to fart. In the bathroom, in the shower, in the bedroom. To basically knowing their morning to nighttime schedule. There it is. You know, you don't know a person until you clean their underwear. That's true. Tony, you've never done my laundry. That? How are you going to lie like that, Oh, dude? my God. How are you? I've Cody, nev- you've never dude. done my laundry, Okay, dude. you know what? You know what? Granted, I've never personally done it, but I've had someone do it for you. Okay, you still didn't do my laundry. I've had someone clean How many times have I done your laundry? A lot. A lot. But I've had someone clean your laundry, which I feel like is way more meaningful. Because but you I know have- what? I can't knock you because you've also... Cleaned up my throw up, so. What am I talking about, dude? Guess what? And just for the sake of knowing how much I'm in this And just so you guys know, that wasn't for, like, hangover purposes. That was, like, pregnancy. Dude, when I tell you this was the raunchiest situation <laughs> I've been in, yeah, dude. It was, it was full-blown, not even joking. She can say what she wants. It was exorcist style. Because it was so widespread. But can you explain being pregnant and yeah. then having to run from yes. one? Yes, the number one reason why it was so widespread all over the bathroom was because she was in motion. So she was running, and she literally was two feet from the toilet. And I want you guys to imagine, to like, me, pregnant belly, waddling to try to get to the bathroom that's on the other side of the house. Yeah. And not making it. Yeah. And what do I do? Big Daddy babied her back to health, laid her down in that bed, and Daddy went and cleaned it up, dude. And then left me and went to the gym. She was sleeping. I was not sleeping. I made sure she was, was fine, not. dude. You had to throw that in there, dude. I look like a good guy and then a piece of shit. Let's just... I mean, I can't really knock you, though, because can you say no to somebody who just cleaned up your throw up? You know what? I just thought we... Right before this segment, we were like, oh, good thing we got to do this again because we dragged it out. We're dragging this Okay, well, out. I mean, this good is what they want to hear. Lord, actual dude. conversations. If you tune into us, you don't want cookie-cutter shit. You want Alex and Tony. <laughs> raw and cut. No cookie-cutter shit. Yeah. Okay, so the last, or like this question is. Last but not least. (laughs) How do I get back into the gym after hurting my lower back? And Tony, didn't you just come off of an injury? I did just come off of an injury. So that will be for you. Leave it to the big dong daddy from Cincinnati, you know? Okay, no. No? Mm Okay, well, you got to test the waters before you jump into them. Yeah. Um, I think the number one thing is just taking it easy, you know, taking it one day at a time, understanding that you're, I mean, I can't say that you're nowhere near where you were. It literally depends on, you know, if you're still going to the gym at all, or if you just missed the gym, 
because I did miss like 36 days because I cra- I had a small crack in my rotator cuff and literally couldn't do anything. But um, just feel it out, you know, do not overdo it because the last thing that you want to do, first I would recommend just really taking the necessary time off and just letting it heal and not pushing the envelope because it's not going to be worth it. You're going to go in there and you're going to have a half-ass workout or you're just, you know, going to hurt it even more. So first things first, give it the necessary time off. Once you, you know, get the mobility back and you can actually stand up and sleep without wanting to cry because you're cringing to death, uh, get in there and just take it easy. You know, warm up a couple extra minutes. Don't focus on heavy weight, uh, lighter weight, higher reps. Uh, you know, so if you're used to doing six to eight to 10 reps, do about 15 to 20 reps. You know, just really pump some blood in it, get the pump. Don't worry about tearing the muscle down. So, yeah, I would say take your time, get in there, get after it within reason. Yeah, also. I mean, basically elaborating off of what he said, always make sure that you're listening to your body because you can be in there and you could think that you're going, you know, lighter than usual or something like that, but your body's just not agreeing and it still needs time to rest, recuperate, and, you know, there's no rush, but just don't give up on your goals. Absolutely not. Um... What are you doing, dude? Put the phone back down. Jesus, you're holding that thing like a microphone, Mariah Carey. Tuning because I can hear you better. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like that. Next. Okay, so the next question is, how do we stay motivated? And I, I liked how Tony broke this down the last time we recorded, so I'm going to let him go first because last time I went first. But how do you stay motivated? How do I stay motivated? Like overall. Overall, in my life in general, I stay motivated one, the largest ways that I stay motivated is I understand why I started in the first place. Um, I, I know having younger people that I you know speak to and mentor, et cetera, it's hard for them to stay motivated because they don't really have a reason. You know, it's easy not to give it hell every day and it's easy not to give it 100%. Uh, for my instance, I have a soon-to-be wife I have a kid that's here, and I have a kid on the way. So I understand that if I give it 50%, I'm not doing what's necessary to provide for my family. You know, I have a daughter to make sure that I set an example for. I took on the responsibility of being a husband and creating a life for us that you deserve. So I think it's disrespectful to people counting on me to give it anything less than 100% every day. Um, do, am I motivated every day? Absolutely not. You know, that's where me being disciplined kicks in because it's easy to get up and go to the gym when you got a new outfit and you got your hair done and you feel good and you got a new gym playlist, whatever it may be. But on the days that you had a hell of a day at work, you're fighting with your significant other, your kids are being bad as hell and you're like, I don't want to go to the gym right now. But that discipline tells you to get your ass up and get there. And then once you do and you come back home, you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. So motivation coincides with discipline and doing what you absolutely need to do that's necessary for you to reach your goals. So if you have a goal in mind and you're serious about it, you're going to do whatever is necessary to reach that goal. Nothing is going to stop you or hold you back from reaching that goal. If you don't reach that goal, you just didn't take it serious enough. And I feel like this is a really good question seeing how the year just started and the most popular thing right now is New Year's resolutions. So everybody's got them. But I think I read a statistic that 70% of people won't even succeed at one of those, which is very unfortunate. 
because some people probably have real goals that they would like to achieve. Starting a business, in, in my case, it's writing a book this year, uh, becoming healthy. You know, people are probably unfortunately dying because they couldn't stick to their plan of getting healthy. You know, obesity is a real thing. Um, but yeah, I stay motivated because I understand who's watching me and who's counting on me to uh, make it in this world. So. Okay, then for me, I stay motivated because, again, we're raising our daughter um, who one day is going to be, you know, a young lady, then a woman. And I just want to show her, you know, that you can do whatever it is that you set your mind to. You can be what you want and things like that. And I also know exactly that there's things that I want to do. I want to start a business with Tony. I want to be a sponsored, you know, person for work ethic. I want to grow with that. I want to compete, um, you know, kind of be my own businesswoman and the best mom that I can be. So the only way that I can do those things is if I don't just make them a dream that I kind of put off and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm working towards this and I just get up every day with the intentions to make it happen. Um, me and Tony, you know, we went through the roughest time together and granted it was just me and him, but that definitely made me a stronger person. And it's something that I reflect on every single day of where we were and where we are now and how our family's expanding and just being grateful and knowing in my mind and in my heart that I'm always going to be like, you can do it. Tony can text me anything and I know that he can do it 110%. And so I know the same thing about myself. I just have undeniable faith that we're going to be something great. And 2020 is our year to make all of that happen. And that's what we're doing. Absolutely. Because one thing to remember is doers are always going to do. Period. You can be taught you can be motivated to do, but if you're a natural doer, you're always going to do. You're always going to provide. You're always going to get after it. The good thing about us is if and when we come across something that we don't know how to do, where a good amount of people would be like, oh, well, can't do this, we're going to figure a way out, period. I might not know how to do it right now, but come a day or two, minutes, hours later, we'll figure it out. And that's what doers do. Mm-hmm. You always figure it out. You always find a way to succeed at something. You know, it's easy to succeed at something you know how to do, right? If you know how to ride a bike, you can hop on a bike and ride a bike. But if you don't know how to ride a bike, you've got two choices. You can either not learn and be like, oh, I just can't ride a bike. Or you can learn and then you become a person who knows how to ride a bike, period. Yeah. Doers are always going to do, period. I just feel like that ultimately is also what makes a power couple is because we're not very big people and letting each other say like we can't do it we're gonna sit down and we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna do it if you're gonna be a couple you gotta be on the same page yeah absolutely Absolutely. i would never let alex fail and vice versa period we know who we are and it can become overwhelming at times because i am a little overbearing and i'm very passionate about business and very passionate about success that sometimes it overcomes me And I just become kind of blind to it and I kind of black out, you know. But the good thing about that is Alex understands that and she's right there with me. 
She loves the concept of business. She wants us to start a business and she wants us to thrive. And, uh, you know, that makes it easy for me. She's not as motivated by money. She loves money. Trust me. She loves nice things. But money doesn't control her life like it does mine. But I'm more motivated in the fact of knowing exactly where we want to be, what we've talked about, and actually making that a reality. Because since me and Tony have gotten together, our plan has always been to have something of our own. Absolutely. Something to pass down to our children, you know, things like that. So we're going to do it. And for anybody that's considering starting a business or wants to become successful, remember, it's very unlikely that you're going to become successful working for somebody else, you know? Very true. So, and granted, we live in the perfect time to start your own thing. You know, there's so many outlets and there's so many ways to, you know, make money on, on your own where you don't have to work for somebody else. The days of working for somebody else for 50, 60 years and then retiring with a mediocre 401k, that's no longer the thing, you know? So I think that's it for the Q&A portion. Let's, uh, you know, a little, little current event with your boy and your girl, you know what I'm saying? Just a couple. Just a couple, real quick. Actually, real quick. just, you know, want to call this segment Current Events with Anthony. <laughs> because a- your girl, I know a little bit about it, but I'm going to let him do it because he's done a lot more looking into certain things, so... We'll do this, and then stay tuned for the end because your girl will share our quote of the night. I want to say day, but the day's almost done. So. It's late as shit. Current event-wise, I think everybody probably knows, because I, I, mean, I know it's a pretty big deal. Everybody in Illinois, of course, knows. Yesterday, being New Year's Day, Illinois became the 11th state to legalize marijuana. And I just think it's incredible that there, I think they opened three places, and all three places had lines. Hundreds of people, combined it was thousands of people, that were lined up to buy weed at these legal dispensaries dispensaries in Illinois. Like, I I read one article that this woman was there at 625, and they opened at 630. And that's incredible to me, you know? Uh, Nothing against weed smokers, but... It's just something serious that that many people are so obsessed with the thought of weed and so dependent on it that they're like, yo, I'm going to sit in this line for six hours. It's like, what else would you stand in a line for for six hours? You know, if there was a job interview that was like, if you get the job, you'll make $100,000 a year, but you got to stand in this atrocious line. 90% of the people there probably would not. But they were like, hey, best believe I'm about to stand here for some of this marriage of one of my guy. speak on us because we went out on Black Friday and some of those lines we were like, absolutely not. Like, Why though? Because those things are not priorities for us. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's crazy to think that people hold marijuana at such a high priority in their life that they're willing to stand in a line when it's cold out for four, five, six hours to buy a little bit of weed. That's crazy to me. That, that, that's crazy. To each their own. You smoke weed, fucking get busy, my guy. I know plenty of people that smoked weed. I smoked a lot of weed when I was growing up, you know? But, uh, yeah, man, that just seems crazy that there was that many people standing in, in a line just for some weed. And I heard the taxes on it are absolutely ridiculous, you know? Go to your local drug dealer, dude. Save a couple of dollars. Jeez. I heard there's a receipt floating around somewhere. 
I don't know how much the guy bought, but the taxes were like 75 bucks. The guy had to have bought like $200 worth of weed to have 75 bucks worth of taxes. Fucking A. Illinois is probably going to make a boatload of dollars on that, buddy, buddy, you know? Uh, Michigan, back in the news again, killing it. Because I'm pretty sure you guys knew about the whole Flint, Michigan thing. And if you didn't, for the past three, four years, I think they had lead in their water and people were dying and nobody could drink or take a shower. That's ridiculous. What's going on there? You know what I think about when I hear stuff like that? That there's billionaires that own jets and multiple houses and 20 cars. But there's kids that are going to bed hungry. And the entire city of Flint, Michigan had water that was killing people for years. And I guess me not knowing for sure, but wouldn't a filter system fix that issue? I mean, it would have to be a pretty big situation. I mean, why people aren't putting money into it doesn't make any sense. But Absolutely ridiculous. But that's not the current event. The current event is I don't, Alec could probably look it up. I think it was in Detroit. If it's not, I'm sorry for putting you guys out there like that. Everybody knows that Michigan is absolutely fucking one of the worst places on earth. Next to Milwaukee, dude. Milwaukee, worst place I've ever been. Ah. Don't travel there. Don't love it, dude. Went to Milwaukee for a week, not for any spectacular reason. Worst place on earth. I've been to a lot of goddamn places. Milwaukee, one of the worst. Uh, Michigan, I don't fuck with because I'm from Ohio. O-H-I-O. Buckeye for life. What are we talking about? You know. But there's a picture floating around right now of a Michigan fire department that posed for a Christmas card-ish type photo in front of a burning house slash building. It either was a very big house or a three-story apartment building. Either way, it was on fire and they took the time to organize a nice, friendly photo. Tall people in the back, short people in the front, couple people kneeled in the front, in front of a burning building. You guys have one job, to put fires out, right? Somebody calls you, hey, got a fire? You guys go put it out. Guess what's happening while you guys are taking a picture? You're not doing your job, because the fire's getting worse. And now they're being investigated by the governor of Michigan, and y'all going to be fired. That, that fire department's going to be looking for 21 new firefighters. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. You guys are a fucking joke. A joke. Again, just another thing that's fucking wrong with Michigan. If you're listening to this and you're from Michigan, I don't like you. But I appreciate you listening to this. You're probably going to turn it off at this point. But it's all good because you're 26 minutes in. And I appreciate you. I mean, you probably stopped listening after I said I was from Ohio. If you're from Michigan, you get it. And then at the end of this, Alex laughed and she doesn't love these current events. But a Kansas City cop fabricated a lie that a McDonald's employee wrote pig on his coffee cup. And he was forced to resign. A cop from Kansas City. What are you doing? You trying to get a little Instagram fame? Trying to go a little viral? She said, hold it up. She was talking about my wiener. <laughs> just kidding. She was just biting her lip and looking at me. I think she's ready to go upstairs.
either way. No. What's that cop doing, dude? What are you doing? What are you doing? I hope right now you're sitting at home with your disappointed family and you're thinking about why you lost your job because you fabricated a story about a lie on a coffee cup. Fucking idiot. And that's going to do it for current events with your boy, Anthony. Alex is looking a little bored. So we're gonna... I'm not looking a little bored. I just wanted to throw in there, mm. how many of you watched You Season 2? Because it was trending everywhere when it came out. Yeah, Alex is real hip on these girly shows, you know? Tony, you watched the first season with me. Now, am I going to say the second season was as good as the first? Uh, no. But I definitely think that... I was, ta- I was talking to Tony in the car the other day. I think it's crazy that somebody could be like... A psycho stalker ish. And then when they find out that somebody was psycho stalking them, they're like, mm, not interested. Let me tell you what, why it's not crazy is because there's probably a lot of motherfuckers out there that are like that dude that we walk past on a daily basis and have no idea that that guy's got a box in his basement with some bodies in it. Yeah, we live in a crazy ass time, my guy. Well, what does that have to do with anything? We're talking about the fact that in this season, he literally was, like, about to kill this chick. And then she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. And he was like, well, can't kill you. See, that's how you know he's a pussy. Right? Because real serial killers, it's like, well, that's a two-for-one special. I don't have feelings. I kill people. Right? A a, a real serial killer is not going to spare your life because you got a bun in the oven. You know, he's like, I oh, thought I was killing one. Looks like I'm killing two. You know what? Saying that, what's going on with that making a murderer? Making, making a, murderer. a murderer. Shout out to one of the best documentaries Netflix has ever created. Like, are they coming out with another season? They have or? to be. They have to be. Because. Is he still in jail? They're both still in jail. And it's unfortunate. And I feel very bad for them. If you, I'm not going to spoil anything because if you haven't watched it, when I say you're missing out. You're missing out. I mean, hopefully his parents don't pass away. Dude, they've got to be dead. The stress of that? Oh. Okay. So what we're going to do is our daughter just woke up. So she's up there about to come down and cause some havoc. So what we're going to do is we're going to end this here. Again, we appreciate you guys checking this one out. Hopefully you came here because you follow Alex on Instagram at Alice. Alex Mass Fitness underscore. And check me out at is Anthony Massinopel. And uh, we're going to upload this tonight. Check it out. Please give us some feedback because that's the only way that this podcast is going to continue is by you guys letting us know how you feel about them. And here is Alex with the little one. What's up, guy? Say hi. <laughs> And uh, since Tony wasn't going to shout me out, you can follow me at AlexMassFitness underscore. You know what? I can't wait until she listens to this back because she's going to hear that I did right before I said my own. So that was contradicting. So gang, gang. Liliana, do you want to say something? You want to say where they can find you? Mm. Underscore Liliana Grace. She's got a pretty good thing going. You're looking a little sleepy there, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> It was in the middle of bedtime, so we're going to have to wrap this up. Hopefully you guys tune in. 
make sure to follow us on all of our platforms. 2020 is our year, so it is the year of consistency for this family. Um, baby coming soon. Check us out. Appreciate you.